Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I gotta say, that's a good-looking thumbnail Adam made. Adam, that's really nice. It's just like really bold text. And when I saw it, it made me excited to talk about our title topic today. How you doing, Steve? I'm well. I'm enjoying this new way of uh, uh, we've switched to a new format of recording and, and of doing this, and it's a lot better. Yeah, right now. So not only are we using StreamYard, which some people know, but we are also streaming to um, Twitter. I'm not. Uh, it's Twitter. I'm calling it Twitter. Um, Twitter. Inclusion to YouTube. So I actually just retweeted us live on Twitter as well, and it's it's very exciting. Also, StreamYard means we can do things like this. Say hello to Steve <laughs> and pull up his his chat right here. We also have Tommy, who is very excited about Adam right now. Mike Joyce is here as well. What's up? So, Steve, this you you'll be amused by this particular conversation. I was I was wearing um I was wearing a, a hat yesterday because I'm testing out all of my potential Sundance hats before we leave. Because you know I don't do my hair during Sundance. I just wear a hat because I can. I, I got news for you. I also do not do my hair at Sundance, and it's fantastic, dude. Uh, one day, one day, one day I'll do the Steve and just get rid of it. You, you will never do that. No, I probably won't, but you, I could dream. I could yeah. dream. Listen, All right. I'll tell you, there's, there's pros and cons to, to having a head like this, but it is nice to be able to just wake up and go. You know, you know my big April Fool's Day pitch that I still want to do. I still think that there needs to come a day when the two of us both have a junket, let's say on April 1st. I feel like we can make an excuse for this to happen on other days too, where – you wear a wig with bangs and I wear a bald cap and a beard and you go to your junket pretending to be me. And I go to my junket pretending to be you. I, I guess I'd have to shave my goatee, but sure, let's do it. <laughs> I'm telling you it would get all the views. All right. 
First topic of the day. First topic of the day is a big one. We are doing some 2024 box office predictions. So yesterday, Maggie and I covered the story that Universal topped Disney at the box office, which is the first time that's happened since 2016, I believe. So we're starting to toy around with the idea of, like, is Disney going to lose out again next year? And this year, we're going to take it a little further, and we're going to name some specific movies that we think have the best chance of doing the best at the 2024 box office. So, Steve, what is your your pick what do you think is going to top the year Money i gave wise. it a lot of thought and um i wrote down four movies that i think are like the the ones that i would place money on performing uh so do you want me to list all four or just start with one let's let's hear it maybe maybe list all four and give us a little reason why you chose it uh so the four that i wrote down were dune 2 uh deadpool 3 gladiator 2 and joker 2 I know these are all sequels, but um, there's a reason why these films have a percent, a stronger percentage chance of performing. And that is that people love the first Dune. This one's supposedly even better. And also everyone who saw Dune is going to see the sequel. It's not like people didn't like Dune. Uh, with Deadpool 3, it's the only huge superhero movie of the year. Everything I've heard about the movie is like, it's going to be really good. Um, it's going to be really good. And... Uh, you know, it's going to be the R-rated MCU movie. There's so many cool surprises. Like, it's going to be huge. Uh, Joker 2, because everyone saw Joker. And if you saw Joker, you're going to go see the sequel. Um, I, I, I wonder when they start advertising that it's a musical, if that is going to turn off certain people or if that's going to get people still excited to go see it. I think that if you saw the first one, you're going to want to see the sequel. And also, um, with Gladiator 2... You know, you obviously anyone who saw Gladiator is going to want to see the sequel and you're going to be appealing to an older audience. But also, I think younger people are going to want to go when they hear about the action and the fact that you don't have to have seen the first one to see the sequel. But ultimately, I think that the key to all of these movies are what people are saying on social media and the reviews, because if you can, it really does make a huge difference. Now, the buzz on a movie, it's always made a huge difference but now more so because people are so much more selective with what they're going to see in an actual movie theater. One of the reasons why Oppenheimer and Barbie did so well is people were raving about both and, you know, everyone felt the need to go, but I I have a strong feeling that all four of those are going to be really good movies and people are going to want to go. And also this year is a little thin on, and I hate using the word content, but it's a little thin in terms of movies. So the movies that are coming out that are bigger have more of a chance, I think. You're, you're not wrong on that. Um, Mike Joyce has a whole lot of faith in Madam Web. Uh, Madam Web yeah. might be a rather risky 2024 release. We will see how it goes for that. So of the ones you just named, I think... I mean, I don't have a couple on my list, actually. One of the one of the big ones that you said that I don't have in my top five for the year is Dune 2, not because I don't think it's going to do well. I actually think Dune 2 is going to make more money than the first Dune movie. The first Dune movie topped out at uh, $402 million worldwide. And so the big the big question with any continuing series is, Will the audience narrow and grow with film too? And in this particular case, I am leaning towards it growing. One, because I have a whole lot of faith that the movie is legitimately good. And two, because 
Timothy Chalamet is an even bigger star than than he was a couple of years ago. And then on top of that, you get more screen time for Zendaya. You have Florence Pugh, you have Austin Butler. I have a good feeling that Dune is going to make more money. I just have a hard, I feel like it's going to fall between the five and $600 million range worldwide for its box office run. And I don't think that's going to be enough to top the other five that I'm going to name. I am predicting. By the way, you you could be right about that. It might not be the the um in the top four or top three of the year, but I also am thinking that a lot of people watch Dune at home on HBO Max and you know have seen it. And um, I do think the reviews on the movie are going to be so huge that it's going to encourage people. I, I don't know, but I, you're right. It might not be in the top three. I I would believe it's going to do well though. So. The movie that I think is going to make the most money in 2024 is <laughs> Despicable Me 4. So the oh, first yeah. one in that the first one in that franchise made 543 million. Then the second one made 970 million worldwide and then the third one made 1 billion dollars. So you don't see very many film franchises out there have such a consistent climb from film to film to film. And that that means something. On top of that, when you look at the 2023 box office, one of the highest uh, earners of the year is a universal released animated film in the Super Mario Brothers movie. So I think all signs are pointing towards Despicable Me for making a, a wild amount of money. And I think it could top the charts. Deadpool 3 would probably be my next pick. Again, that's that's another uh, franchise that stayed pretty consistent, I believe. Deadpool made uh, $782 million, and then the sequel made $785 million worldwide. And then the question with that one becomes, could the third movie make even more money? And I certainly think so, because it's a part of the MCU. It's got Deadpool and Wolverine, which is a very big deal. And then if you want to use a 2023 movie as an example, Guardians 3 made $845 million. Why can't Deadpool 3 make just as much, if not more, than that? So I do think that movie is going to do very well. And then my number three pick is uh, Joker 2. First Joker movie made a billion dollars. It is a highly anticipated film. I don't know if Joker 2 will hit a billion. It's just a very tough milestone to achieve, but I don't know. Could have a shot, especially with Lady Gaga in the mix. And then from there, I'm going Inside Out 2. I do think that an animated feature is a very good shot of making a lot of money, especially when the first film made $858 million worldwide. So if Inside Out 2 kicks off its run with a significant amount of positive reviews at its back, I think it could be heading down a similar path. And then my last pick, my fifth movie, would be the Mufasa movie. So I know that people aren't super enthusiastic, it seems, about the live-action adaptations, but we can't forget that in 2019, the Lion King movie made $1.6 billion. That is a lot of money. I know that the Mufasa movie is a spinoff and not Lion King proper, but clearly there is interest in that brand. And even if it doesn't cross the billion dollar mark, I just have a feeling Mufasa is going to do quite well. So those are my top five as of right now. Yeah, look, if I was a smarter person, I would just bet on all animated movies because things that appeal to families are always going to perform more. Um but I didn't. And uh, I just went with others. But uh, no, I mean, look, that's the safer bet. Is all, The movies you named are all the safer bets. Um, and look, the fact of the matter is, like I said earlier, the reviews really do matter. And, you know, um, it comes down to with some of those animated movies, you know, how are they? Um, and with the movies I mentioned. 
And, but you're right. All those animated movies are probably going to do better than the ones I listed. Um, but who knows? Oh, also, so yeah, and I agree with that. Wicked. Wicked is pretty high up on my list. Yeah. Part of the reason why, and, and it's, you know, it's one of the biggest Broadway shows of all time. You know this, Steve. I am full-blown obsessed with the Broadway show. I read the book, everything. And there's a significant amount of people like me out there. The reason why I bumped it out of my top five is because I guess the way recently that movie musicals have been handled makes me nervous because when it comes to, I guess, The Color Purple, Wonka, the Mean Girls movie that's coming up, it feels like the promotional campaigns are scared to emphasize the fact that they're musicals, which I don't know. It's it's very confusing to me. I mean, I guess Wicked might have more recognizable music than any of those titles that I just named. So why would they shy away from that? But I'm, just, I'm like a little nervous about the potential of a movie musical at the box office. But Wicked, Wicked has always been a very special property and it could prove to be the same on the big screen as well. So I, I, I think the, I think the real thing uh, is going to be how does Warner Brothers advertise Joker, too, because you you hit the nail on the head. All these studios are afraid to say musical. And with Joker 2, they're going after, they want a male audience, you know, to come to this movie. But a lot of guys don't want to see a musical. So it's like, do you do the bait and switch where it's like, you don't really say it's a musical and then you get in the theater. And also it comes down to, we don't actually know how many songs are in the movie. Is there like two or three songs in Joker 2, or is it like a full-on 15-song, you know, just straight-up musical? Like, no one knows. So it'll be interesting to see how they advertise it. I mean, I'm all in on this. I, I think that this is, you know, I, I'm very excited to see what this is. Um, but, you know, I'm, I am I like musicals, so, you know. I'm right there with you. I'll pull up this, this one last chat here just to touch on, in particular, Ghostbusters, uh, Frozen Empire, and Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I, I mean, I have faith in both films. I think they're going to do pretty well. But again, we're kind of focusing on the top tier films that I feel like those movies are going to be sub 600, maybe 500 million worldwide at the box office. So they just can't compete with those other ones that we've named. Also, something else is, uh, you know, the next 18 months are really going to uh, – shine a huge light on what is the status of movie theaters and people going to the movies because before COVID um, there were a lot of billion dollar movies. And right now, you know, we talked about it last year, there was only like two, you know? And so the real question is, are there going to be a lot more $500 million movies, $400 million movies in that range? Or are there going to be films that get to a billion? And um, we're going to know this year, like, is this mm-hmm. year, do we get many billion dollar movies? Because that's also going to impact what studios make in the future and how much they're willing to spend. So this is a big year. Yep. I'm very curious to see how it all pans out. And we will be here on Collider Dailies covering it every single step of the way for you. All right. Story number two today is. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Is Stephen Young exiting the Thunderbolts movie. So we learned just the other day that he dropped out of Thunderbolts. And just recently, someone asked him about, you know, what happened? Why did you exit? Um, it was Variety in particular, and it was at an event in West Hollywood. And Stephen Yun had said, I think for me, time passing and things shifting kind of pulled me out of it. He went on to say, but Jake Schreier, I know, is going to do an incredible job. And then he added, I want to do a Marvel movie. And then the final quote says, it took a lot of drafts on email to make sure that I conveyed the sincerity of how sorry I was to have to back out. So, you know, it's a bummer. I was really looking forward to seeing so many beef artists involved in a Marvel movie. That was giving me a whole lot of faith in the Thunderbolts. And there still are a lot of people involved in beef, involved in Thunderbolts. But you know, I'm a big Stephen Young fan, so this was bound to be a disappointment to me. <laughs> yeah, look, also, what people don't understand is uh, this word called scheduling. And this year, there's a lot of, you know, no one was filming. Basically, no one was filming for six months last year, except for certain films. So there's a lot of opportunity this year in terms of roles. And Stephen, obviously, is being offered some really good roles right now. And what is not being reported is, you know, Jordan Peele could have offered him a role again in his new movie, or like, a big filmmaker might have offered him a lead role in a film and Steven had to pick between Thunderbolts and being part of a team and, you know, having a lead role in something else. And, you know, Thunderbolts might take five months to film, which means you can't film other things. So he might've just been offered something he wanted to do more. Um, and I don't blame him. Like if you got offered a, a great role, that means more to you go do that. I'm just going to add that my face just then was not a response to anything you said. Malcolm just tried to sabotage Collider Dailies by unplugging my Ethernet cable. <laughs> right. Well, that would have been amusing. Yeah, um, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, Steve. You've been there. I, I, I do. There's a cat in this room, but it's sleeping, and I'm very thankful. Which cat? I, I think Bandit is in my closet right now, okay. and okay. I am okay with him sleeping. <laughs> All right. With that... Thunderbolts talk and I feel like cat talk has come to a close because, you know, Thunderbolts hopefully we'll hear more in the future, but things like this are just bound to happen. So we put the news out there, but there's not really much to take from it at this point. Our final topic of the day is one I'm very excited about because I think both of us really love Society of the Snow when we saw it back at AFI Fest in November. Was it that long ago, Steve? I have no recollection of when I saw it. Could have been October. The movie, the movie is out on Netflix now or in the coming days, I believe. So we wanted to take an opportunity to highlight it with a review. Um, spoiler alert, we both love the movie. So this will be a review that tells you how much we love Society of the Snow. Just in case anyone does not know what this movie is, it is based on true events. In 1972, a flight chartered to fly a rugby team to Chile catastrophically crashes on a glacier in the heart of the Andes. Only 29 of the 45 passengers survived the crash, and they found themselves in one of the world's toughest environments. So they are forced to resort to extreme measures in order to stay alive in those conditions. Steve, how did you feel about Society of the Snow when you saw it? Uh, I've said this numerous times. It's easily one of the best films of 2023. 
Uh, it's exceptional filmmaking, exceptional storytelling, an amazing score by Michael Giacchino. Mm-hmm. There's no weak links in this film. Uh, it's J.A. Bayona operating at the top of his game. Um, it, it, I, I really cannot emphasize enough how good this movie is. Um, I put it as my number three of the year. Mm-hmm. It, you could make the argument it was my favorite. I mean, I don't know, but it it's top three for me. And um, just, you know, as you watch it, he just does such a great job. And you mentioned this when we previously talked about it, about giving each person who's on screen time to shine and, like, get their story across. And um, I really, like, it's easily one of the best movies Netflix has made. Um, Mm. You know, it's one of those where you really should stop and watch it and watch it with the lights out and with the, you know, turned up loud um, it's just exceptional filmmaking. It's a really great, great movie. Yeah, just to build on what you just pointed out there that I had mentioned, I think it can be really difficult when adapting a true story that involves many people where it can come across as the person who gets the most screen time matters the most in that version of the story. And Society of the Snow does have a strong protagonist, I would say. But J.A. Bayona's um, dedication to making sure that every single person not only gets their time to shine in the movie, but that you feel the weight of every single life involved in this scenario Like that is some exceptional storytelling and filmmaking work right there. And it was just it's a quality of the film that I really appreciated and just deeply respected. But on every single level, this movie is phenomenal. And I do think it's going to wind up getting the international feature nomination, possibly score as well. But I am hoping in the coming weeks that buzz especially when it hits netflix that the buzz picks up and the word of mouth pushes it into the oscar conversation even more so than it is right now because you know it wasn't in my top 10 of the year but i will agree that it was one of the best movies made for that was released in 2023 and i think it deserves that credit really just a number of the set pieces are like they're so riveting and I know it's, you know, a little bit of a cliche thing to say, but so many scenes in that movie truly took my breath away. Like at the end of the movie, I vividly remember thinking like the, the lights came up and I realized how exhausted I was because I was so tense and like clutching the armrests the entire time. It's just so well active, wildly immersive and effective Another thing I really loved about it, too, is that obviously this was a, a terrible situation that that played out again, because I see someone asking in the chat. It was based on true events. I really appreciated the fact that in the end, it felt like J.A. Bayona well emphasized a very inspiring idea and thread. It doesn't leave you it doesn't leave you depleted and miserable, but it also it also doesn't take away from the severity and the weight of the true events. And that is another thing that I think is very difficult to balance when adapting a true story like this. So all the applause to that team for making such a good film. Yeah. I mean, last year I saw all quiet on the Western front, which Netflix is, you know, international movie Netflix uh, released. And as the movie ended, I was like, what the hell did I just see? And it's the same thing with society of the snow. It's um, just an exceptional film. Um, and like I said, I mean, you know, I don't want to 
I'm just going to, I'll stop and just say it's really worth your time. And it's, it's on Netflix or it's about to be on Netflix. And it's, I mean, absolutely worth watching. And, um, you know, it's, I, I really do hope it's one of those films where they just need to show it to Academy members and they will understand how good it is. Yeah, I, I couldn't recommend it nearly enough. I'm trying, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix now. I don't know why. Yes, it is available on Netflix. So go watch it. And with that, that was our final topic of today's Collider Dailies. Before we say goodbye to everybody, Steve, is there anything you would like to promote? What should people watch or read right now? Uh, if you are in L.A. Uh, and I'm doing standby for our screening tonight of The Beekeepers, which is the Jason Statham. I'm sorry to interrupt you for a hot second. I thought you were about to say I'm doing stand-up. And I'm like, let me fly back to L.A. right now. I would like to see this. That is never going to happen. But, no, we're doing uh, The Beekeepers tonight. All the tickets. Yeah. Uh, I was going to I was gonna say something, but let me go back to Beekeepers. So we have David Ayer for the Q&A, um, and uh, I'm doing standby tickets because the screening is full. But um, if you want to attend, uh, 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 DM, like, you know, uh, DM me on, on X, Twitter, uh, Collider Frosty, and say you're interested. I'm limiting it, limiting it to 30 people, so that way we're not uh, turning people away. Um, what else? Um, we're doing, I mean, we're announcing early next week an IMAX screening that I cannot wait to see. I haven't seen it yet. And I'm going to see it with everyone the night that we do it. So early next week, we're announcing that. And we have a few other cool things that have not been announced yet. Very, very cool. All right. I'll send everybody to the Carlo Gugino Ladies Night, which is up and running on the Collider Extras YouTube channel. And then I will also shamelessly plug my 2023 movie montage. We keep talking about the biggest box office hits, our personal favorite movies of the year. But I'm a big believer that every single movie made has a fan and every single movie that crosses the finish line and actually is released needs to be celebrated. And that's what the montage is all about. It is basically me just cutting clips to a movie to great songs from the year. And I tried to include every single movie that was released. That proved to be impossible to do because there are so many movies, but I did my best to include them all. And I hope you all enjoy it. With that, I will say goodbye. It's you and John tomorrow. I can't wait to watch that episode because I think that's the first time you two are doing an episode together. So that should be very exciting and cool. I lifted the restraining order so he could do it. Oh, God. Uh, good thing. Just in time for Sundance, Steve. Have fun tomorrow with John, and I will say goodbye to everybody. Tune in tomorrow, 10 a.m. PT, for that new edition of Collider Dailies. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from L.A. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.